आवाज.com दिस इज द मॉर्निंग ब्रीफ फ्रॉम द इकोनॉमिक टाइम्स प्रोड्यूस्ड इन कोलैबोरेशन विद आवाज.com Is it long up? Beche gives chase. Just blocked off by Tiri. Oh, the goalkeeper's made a mistake. Aaron down, and it's put Beche in on goal. Can he finish? Don't outbox his Tiri. Still going. Beche in. Is that the goal that wins it for Mumbai City? And indeed, it was. Heartbreak at the penultimate minute. Hello, everyone. It's Friday, 19th of March. From the Economic Times, this is Arjit Parman, and you're listening. to the morning brief Growing up in Kolkata in the 80s football wasn't an option for us It was one of the defaults of middle class Bengali life much like fish Cricket was a wealthy kids game seasonal as well But football that was a year round affair and all you needed was one ball and a bunch of kids to whack it around and i don't remember any of us having a proper kit or even football studs most of us played barefoot most of the time or sometimes when the pitch was dry in canvas shoes globally the beautiful game is today one of mega bucks mega stars and mega sponsorship deals chasing them in india though the conventional wisdom is that indians switched off football after they watched the telecast of the 1982 world cup finals and realized for the first time that our own teams were nothing compared to international ones so will it really bypass the world's largest young population when will we in india get our champions more importantly will the indian super league that fuses india inc bollywood much like ipl corporatize the sport for good and catapult the homegrown talent pool to the global stage to help me dribble all that and more i have invited aditya datta chief operating officer fc goa joining us all the way from sikkim baichung bhutia india's footballing icon and i have to tell you this baichung the entire team jumped in joy when i told them i finally got through to you also balu nair former md of sports and celebrity management company IMG in India Balu and his team along with Lalit Modi conceived designed marketed and successfully monetized the Indian Premier League or IPL the biggest cricket carnival anyone had ever seen gentlemen welcome let's kick off right away bachu i want to ask you we keep hearing about how IPL has democratized cricket how cricketers young cricketers especially from modest background have managed to break into superstardom thanks to IPL to what extent has ISL helped indian football do you really wish it had started when you were at the peak of your professional career so uh, when i first played for india in 1995 and uh, out of 11 players Uh, apart from me 10 of my other players were all uh, playing for india but had a job with either railways or state bank of india and during those days uh, people wanted to play east bengal mohan bagan or india to get jobs and uh, i also did get offered to take jobs but i never took it i wanted to be a professional footballer 
and there was a lot of pressure from my family from senior players from uh, coaches ex footballers in kolkata to take the job and you know uh, at least you can uh, be secured uh, but i did not take it and i wanted to be professional footballer now when you see footballers right now you see lot of footballers are in fact quitting jobs from railways from army uh, from banks to become professional footballer and uh, you know that was the biggest challenge and i feel proud that i was one of them to contribute in that and with isl coming in now i think lot of the players and their families can dream uh, that they can completely play football professionally and can make a decent living and can make a career out of it but aditya i wanted to bring you in and say that this year especially uh, you know i was reading that it was you know it was all in goa uh, because you couldn't travel across the country thanks to the pandemic but it must have been very hard uh, you know uh, to to keep people safe also to make a viable league you know function how bad or difficult was it this time around i think given the unusual year uh you know it's been very really difficult uh you know to keep all the players safe it was you know a, sec- a secure bio bubble uh which meant that they could not meet the outside world uh they could not also access areas uh in their uh, accommodation which are not secure uh which meant for the you know for 6 months uh, you are pretty much with yourself so it's been a challenging time for these players but uh, i have to say you know uh players were really professional and have really come out of it and uh, you can see from from this season that the quality of football had not dropped that's true without a doubt but what has definitely i guess taken a beating is the financials i mean the economics of it no ticket sales uh you know i'm sure sponsorship would have also been uh, difficult to come by how did you guys manage uh i think uh, yes you know for us uh, ticket sales is is a, is a big uh, uh, revenue stream uh you know we have some really uh, dedicated fans like you said you know to uh, come back every year to to watch and therefore it did take a you know a serious beating but there was a 40% de- uh, you know decrease in 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 the revenue what we had to do was basically make sure we control cost any kind of flap costs you know keep them down to make sure uh, you know that we obviously don't go into a loss more than uh you know what we have been going in in the last few years uh and i have to say the league has really supported us uh in terms of uh you know how they have uh you know made sure that the testing is done and and they've taken a lot of costs themselves right balu baichu in the beginning also said a very valuable or or valid point which is lots of people even kids watch football but they are watching international football they are watching epl they are watching uh, even bundesliga probably some even you know uh, syria and others what is lacking is it just the glamour quotient or uh, you know it's not sexy enough well um, i don't think it's a glamour that's missing now i i would like to see more money getting into players 
I would like to see more money going to teams because that's the only way they can really scout out the best, and these players can fearlessly say, "I don't want to go do a bank job or a railways job or even study engineering. I can take up a footballing career, and that's the way it works all over the West." They say, "Yeah, footballers," and I, I'm a bit greedy for that. I think we need to reach a stage where you're really going to get quality players because you're going to get the best, and I'm sure India has them. But they will sacrifice their footballing career for more stable means to put it, to look after their families. So I think it has a long way to go. I think what's missing is the quality of play. We, a country like India, should produce two, three world stars every year. This is not a joke. I'm saying we should easily be able to do that. Understood. But for a larger audience, Aditya, I just want you to explain what is the path to profitability. For the various franchises, you know, we, we, a lot of people still have have doubts as to how does a team make money. What are your sources of income? Well, I think the the main thing is like what you said is our fans. You know, uh, we need to really nurture our fans. We need to really uh, broaden the base of our uh, our fans, uh, and we will see that you know uh, the revenue streams will start flowing in. So, in a nutshell, you know, the major ones are obviously the central revenue. uh sponsorship revenue in for uh you know the club by itself and uh the ticket sales uh merchandise is a very in a very nascent stage right now uh but it is developing i think it's more in a stage where we are uh you know kind of educating fans on why they should you know uh be only wearing authentic things uh in the same time making it accessible to them correct aditya one more thing i wanted to ask you is this is the Eighth year, right? For ISL, if I'm not mistaken. Eight to start. Yes. Yes. So, have all the teams broken even? Because we've been reading reports that you know teams are facing losses worth twenty five crores and probably above every year. That's a huge sum. Well, uh, we haven't uh, broken even, but like you said earlier, you know, like IPL teams, every uh, league goes through uh, you know a gestation period. uh obviously with cricket being more popular the gestation period was shorter uh with with isl it'll probably be longer but i feel truly feel in like the last 2 3 years uh the different changes made in 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 the format in the in 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 what how teams are thinking uh you know we are moving towards uh, a profitable uh, uh thing in the future uh whether it's in the 12th year or the 13th year uh you know wait to see from you know, each team will have a different strategy correct but you what's lacking i mean is it a lot of people will say it's the physical strength stamina uh but you you sunil chetri all of you have proved them wrong i mean where what is it if iceland can do it even japan is it just the money power what is it What we lacking is definitely culture for sports, culture for football to create an environment of football. Uh, I think that's the most important uh, uh, part for any sport or football to grow in India. Now, if you again look at South America, uh, you know you, we have the same type of uh, you know players who come from humble background. Uh, also, same facilities, infrastructure is quite similar. You look at Chile, you look at Uruguay, even Brazil and Argentina as well. Uh, you know, but the culture and the interest and the environment for football is so big that every kid coming up in any village or any area, any rural area, or even in uh, you know 
crowded uh, you know shanky areas in in bigger cities as well they just get small area they just want to play and they play quite a lot of football you know those kids in 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 africa or south america i think the culture in india is that we need to create and we need to create people uh, sincerely interested in sports in fact uh, i was just speaking to sports minister kiran rijuju few days ago and he told me a very interesting line uh, he said you know a lot of corporate lot of people come to him and say how how do we contribute to sports and he just answered them saying that if you can contribute in any way to start off it just start watching indian sports indian football if you start watching one of you start watching say even even 10 lakh people watches football either on television or either in the stadium as well your numbers go up and just by you watching it the sponsors and the viewership is going to go up and and you know the money is going to flow in so that's how the players are also going to benefit so i think i think that's where we need to start correct in fact i remember there was in fact a advertising campaign on this very point that you know dekhoge nahi to janoge kaise and, and the whole pitch was watch and let soccer flourish in a country such as india indian football mein missing hai hum jaise fano ka pyar but but you um, there is also this argument that you know cricket has now become like a universal game from kashmir to kanyakumari everybody knows who virat kohli is but football is still localized people in bengal are crazy people in kerala goa northeast some parts of punjab perhaps is that true or do you think you know thanks to you know the explosion of english premier league or you know our exposure football uh, has universal appeal or cross india no i think uh, football overall you know the european football or world football coming on television is definitely helped the game grow because uh, now you see lot of kids in fact watching football uh, whether it's in isl or whether it's i league or whether it's uh, premier league Uh, I think kids now watching it quite a lot, and that's very important for kids to start watching it, and it's it's seen on television. As I said, I think it's uh, you know cricket obviously is easy because uh, you know the national team plays, uh, and then they keep they keep watching them on television, and they win because you know it's again not it's not disrespect to cricket, but they're playing only with five or six countries, so uh, it becomes. easier that way uh, for cricket you know to keep playing with the same country and getting results so people tend to identify with uh, so i think football obviously it requires uh, you know uh, we obviously require good players and once we start getting result uh, on a international uh, platform then i think it's going to grow but uh, to get result on a international pl- platform it's it's definitely going to be very very tough because we need to really really work hard correct i mean that is it's a chicken and egg in 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 situation i guess but uh, aditya uh, from a franchise uh, point of view um, you know baichu also said uh, that you know you have to watch start watching uh, and the more you watch uh, sp- more sponsors more sponsors means more money and the money then flows into the system but uh, unless the tv rights are shared it would be impossible to make money i mean i i EPL shares, uh, uh, you know, the the the, the kitty. Uh, even IPL, I think, does. Kabaddi does too. Uh, isn't that a huge problem when it comes to football and ISL? 
I totally agree with Baichuk. You know, obviously, television can make or break uh, you know any league. Uh, and um, uh, with ISL, I think we have had our fair share uh, challenges uh, with, with the broadcast. But uh, you know, though we are not getting any broadcast revenue, uh, you know, we do uh, get a lot of backing from the the broadcaster in making it a, a robust uh, product. Uh, so at this time, yes, you know, if you ask me, would you go for a, a you know, you know, a, a current scenario or or something which would be where you get broadcast revenue? Obviously, broadcast revenue, uh, because that would you know obviously uh, catapult us towards uh, you know uh, becoming uh, you know profitable. I just also wanted to Balu ask you, and I mean, if if it's on the same strand, that do you feel there is an inherent conflict, Balu? That because in in uh, ISL's case, we have a broadcaster who is also a co-owner. So, uh, which is pretty unique. Um, I, I'm not aware of any other league. See, that's see. I'll tell you. I spent a lot of time on business models. The IPL studied the NBA, EPL, everything because this was something we had to create from scratch. And fundamental rule in business model, as far as sporting teams go, your primary source of revenue, whether you're the NBA team or an EPL team, is your broadcast revenue, your share of the broadcast revenues, right? And I don't have to be politically correct over here. I'll tell you this model over here for the ISL is flawed. I've studied so many startups. This does not have a path to profitability, and there is no league anywhere in the world that is like this. True, and and financial strife is actually hampering a lot of progress. I mean, FC Pune City shut shop due to financial crunch. Delhi Dynamo's management changed base to Orissa because of high costs of running a club in New Delhi. So. It is the reality. It is happening here and now. So, I, I just hope. Yeah. If I can just add a little bit over here, a very important part of all this is the basic product design. You know, this is not just about central revenue, not the broadcast revenue, not coming to a teams. The, the Delhi team, they struggle to get five hundred to thousand people to their stadium. You know, and in Delhi, nobody pays for the tickets. Also, still, you don't get people over there. We have such a massive, vibrant fan following in the northeast, and I think it is a mistake to call it a northeast one team. You've got massive following in Manipur, Mizoram. All of those can do by themselves. Those could be so. There's a product with a product design too. Correct. So you're saying that ideally, of the eight franchises, or maybe once they expand, there should be more teams, not just one northeast team, but at least the states itself can can support more than one team. Aditya clubs in Spain. In Germany, uh, there is—I mean, all over the world. Actually, football—it's—it's it's all about the community feeling, and and these countries also have, uh, you know, large amount of community participation. There's direct skin in the game. In Bundesliga, you have the 50 plus one rule. Uh, EPL, of course, is different. Do you think to make it popular in India, we should allow also retail participation, fan participation? I'm sure people, you know, citizens of Goa or fans in Goa or in Kolkata would love to buy into their clubs. Uh, yeah, I, you know, obviously the you know the German and the Spanish uh, you know go on this uh, format, and it's been very successful out there. Uh, and I'm sure that in pockets there would be uh, you know a big uh, uptake. But if we need to, uh, I think you know spread it out for more than these pockets. Uh, you know, I don't know if there would be an uptake. Uh, so therefore, you know, the current format kind of fits really well. 
uh, and we've seen in the MSL, it's it's worked very well there as well. Uh, and I think if, uh, like like Bhai Chung said, you know, if you uh, work on the product, uh, you know, get more people to play, uh, more people to see, uh, you know, that's that's the success that we're going to get uh, in in terms of uh, you know having more uh, people watching it, and and that's when you know we can start talking about whether we should have uh, you know a television. Uh, uh, you know, company as a partner or not. Having said that, it's disheartening when you see some of the franchise owners writing, uh, you know, to, to the organizing committee saying that, uh, you know, it's, it's becoming tougher and tougher and tougher. And what's worse, and Baichung talked about it and so did Balu, that we have to bring the kids on board is, uh, you know, this year onwards, I believe that, uh, you know, we have suspended the youth subsidy as well so that makes it really difficult for football to go to the grassroots right you have a very large grassroots program i'm aware of but but is it isn't that isn't it doesn't it become doubly tough you know if all the subsidies are taken away well uh, you know in the first place i think uh, you know each club should understand that uh, developing their their grassroots program is is, is the key you know uh, whether it is, uh, you know, community uh, interaction, whether it is finding the next big player, uh, you know, your youth system is a very important part of, of it. And, and I think coming in as a franchise, that's something which they should understand they need to do. It should not be driven by, you know, a grant. And that's what, you know, we decided when when the ownership changed, that we would take a lot of the, the money that was spent on on buying, you know, marquee players, which really did not uh, bring anything or any joy to, to, to the club and take that and put it in the youth system. Because that youth system, if you develop it, uh, you know, will actually, uh, reap benefits in, in terms of, uh, maybe cutting your wage bill in the near future. It could be another revenue stream for you. I feel, uh, you know, uh, as a club, you should, it should not be driven by only a grant. Balu, cricket, of course, uh, we all know it's supposed to be the religion of India. But Kabaddi has also been a success. Uh, but other leagues, even tennis, badminton, they are struggling. Uh, how difficult is it to make a non-cricket event a success? You personally also were involved with futsal. Yeah, it is difficult, uh, but it's not impossible. Um... Fundamentally, if you got to get your broadcast revenues in and you can get that today either by advertising or by subscription. So if you're able to get um, engaged enough in audience, it is possible to make money from from other sports. You very important part of it and Kabaddi has done that excellently is to keep your costs extremely low. Once again, I'd say Kabaddi uh, is successful in terms of viewership. But the business model, once again, is flawed because it's owned by a broadcast company, right? So the, the franchisees are not going to directly get the result of increased viewership. They will get sponsorship money, which is really not going to be enough. But I'm told some of the teams, have, Kabaddi teams, have broken even on the third year itself. Yeah, that's right. Two of, two of them are profitable, but there are reasons why they're profitable. And uh, it's not a great business model yet. I, I think if I may jump in, I think Please. they have uh, now uh, given out a tender for the media rights. 
for the next upcoming thing. So they are looking at a change. And, okay. You know, there would come a time for football as well where we, we feel that, you know, we can go out and, uh, you know, get get the numbers we want. Okay. Baichu, the last word, uh, I mean, I would like, you know, you to come in. Uh, you obviously run academies now in Sikkim and other parts of uh, the Seven Sisters as well. How difficult is it to get funding? In fact, it is very, very difficult to get funding. Uh, I own a football club, United Sikkim Football Club. We went on to play I-League a couple of years ago. Uh, but I have the biggest grassroots football program today in India, which is Baichimbutia Football Schools. Uh, and in fact, uh, you know, we've got more than 100 centers, 5,000 plus kids training everywhere. And, uh, you know, this these are things which the clubs should be doing with ISL, I-League clubs. Uh, but... Uh, Obviously, uh, it's not again the fault of ISL and I-League clubs. It's also the federation will have to implement laws to protect your talent. You know, today though I'm not Baichimbutia football school is not a uh, it's not a uh, club. So a lot of my talents playing in in BVFS go go to different clubs across India, including ISL, uh, and they go on to play for India in different age group as well. And once they play India through BVFS, they are taken away by big ISL clubs. Uh, f- for me, that's fine. But if, if the clubs are investing in grassroots, they need to be protected with their talent. Because you invest, I invest five years on a talent, bring someone from a remote place in Sikkim, uh, from the age of eight, nine, give him a full 100% scholarship, produce him, goes on to play for India under 14, under 13. And then suddenly you see one big, club or an academy which has got bigger money takes away which obviously is a bit unfair but for me it's okay because I'm not running a football club and we were talking of revenues here your your biggest revenue for a club is not even television it's your footballers today you know you if you sell players you have a huge revenue coming out of players rather than even television today if Barcelona wants to sell all of their players you know, they would go in millions and millions. A lot of the clubs in Europe survive through grassroots investment. No, transfer as well is an investment. If you give, if, if I give you an example of Messi, he was brought from Argentina at the age of 11 by a scout of Barcelona, kept him there and invested a, obviously few, uh, not even a million dollar, I guess, for his training. But today, you know, if you sell him, Uh, the kind of revenue club gets it. So I think that's where I think the federation will have to make sure that uh, there are proper transfer, which I think there is because with ISL we've been seeing now the players are being bought and sold, but they need to get into finding the grassroots young footballers at that age and whichever club invests and produce those players, those clubs have to be uh, compensated through whatever time uh, and investment they've done to the young players. So that is how I think the clubs are going to survive. Uh, uh, that's how I think. Otherwise, uh, it's like cricket. You know, you just play IEPL. They don't contribute anything to the grassroots cricketers, nothing to the players. Today, KKR would not invest anything in Bengal cricket. They would not even go to any rural areas to pick up a talent. They just do high-flying one. They make money out of it. Have they contributed anything to Bengal cricket? They're making money out of, uh, uh, you know, being a team, franchise team from Kolkata. So, you know, it's only top-level top cream that's making money. 
you need to invest in the grassroots to produce players and obviously once you produce you need to make revenue out of that players so that system has to come into it which is already there in world football and that's how you know african clubs uh, south american clubs survive because they produce players and they sell it to big european clubs and i think this is where we'll have to come into I'm sorry, I have to end our conversation here. We have completely run out of time. My take, India's relative success in cricket sucked up all the money and many eyeballs since the 1980s. New formats like the IPL attracted youngsters to play cricket at multiple levels. Cricket, once a rich man's game, replaced football, kabaddi, hockey as India's default game. The Indian Super League may have the right intentions but a flawed business model. Unless the spoils are shared between all the stakeholders, the franchises will suffer and that means less investment on teams, players and grassroots football. It is disheartening that even young Turks like Parth Jindal, the owner of the Bangalore franchise, have highlighted the financial woes. Equally distressing is the cutback of grants meant for nurturing young talent as that is the only way forward. Too much politicking, bureaucracy and myopic club officials have plagued this beautiful game in India. More and more kids are hooked on to football. Many of them play and schools encourage them to do so. The latest kids are here and believe me, they are not cheap. Sponsorships will follow. But the kids will follow Barca, not Bagan, unless we mend our ways. FIFA, football's global body, realized that mature Indian football market can be the biggest in the world. So it awarded the under-17 World Cup to India in 2017. If that is not an eye-opener, I don't know what is. Thank you, Baichung, Balu and Aditya for taking time out and sharing your insights. I'm Arjit Barman and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by Shashwat Mohanty and coordinated by Nehal Chaliawala. Audio clips used in this episode are courtesy ISL. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. We look forward to your feedback. Write to us at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. And if you like this episode, please share it on your social media handles. We'll really appreciate it. The Morning Brief drops every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening in and have a great weekend. Goodbye and good luck. Stop.